the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. As Jesus taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then Jesus called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their, their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. It seems almost too good to be true. A lectionary bonus for preachers. Right in the middle of our generosity stewardship appeal, a gospel for preachers to encourage their congregations to give more money. Like the widow in today's reading. But hold on. Hold on. This text may not be that simple. Now before Jesus notices the poor widow's offering, he berates the professional religious elite. They devour widows' houses. They're part of a corrupt system. Their piety seems to be completely external. It's all about, it's all about appearances. It's all about making the right impression. And like most of us today, they judge their self-worth by comparing themselves to others. So then and now, our cherished institutions betray our trust. Politics, government, commerce, religion, and often the ones who suffer the most are the forgotten ones, those who didn't have much to start with in the first place. So Jesus turns his gaze from the rich putting in large sums of money into the treasury. It's almost an afterthought for them. Their giving barely makes a dent. Then Jesus notices that the poor widow puts into the treasury all she had to live on. Now the Greek word for all she had to live on means life. And from it we derive the word biology. So the widow surrenders, offers, sacrifices her whole life. She prefigures Jesus because both Jesus and this unnamed woman surrender their lives in the face of unjust systems that exploit them. 
Yet in the face of an unknown future for both of them, they trust God. They trust God with all their being. How many sermons have you heard that praise the widow for giving her all and saying that we should do the same? We assume that Jesus is praising her, but the text simply says that Jesus notices her. Just maybe, just maybe she shouldn't have given her whole life savings to the temple treasury, especially if it wasn't in her self-interest. We'd like to observe Jesus' facial expression as he contrasts her with the, the religious and the economic elite. Maybe it's not so much about the coins, but the widow's courage and her dignity. Here's the question for you today. What are you living on now, we could start externally, as we usually do. We could think about our household budgets. We could think about the HD goals and what we give to the church or other organizations. We could think about how we use our time. We could look at our calendars. We could look at our commitment to a healthy lifestyle. But what are you living on these days? In the aftermath of the election, with two mass shootings in two weeks, with a nonstop news cycle that both breeds addiction and causes us to recoil. What are you living on? Now, sometimes when someone is really busy or over the top with stress, I ask them, are you just living on fumes? Or as someone said this past week in our Wednesday Bible study, really, we're living on borrowed time, which leads to November, this month that reminds us not to cling to anything too, too tightly, our money, our time, our security. In just a couple weeks, we move from the brilliant reds and orange that were on the autumn trees to snowflakes, snowflakes in the air and temperatures in the 30s. The time change last Sunday, doesn't it feel like we've entered a whole new season when it's dark by 5 o'clock? November can be a time for bleakness as the sun draws away, as the earth dies, as streets get quieter, and we hunker down for the evening in our homes. And we learn again and again that we cannot control the passage of time the onset of aging, or whatever will live on amid an unknown future. Poet Jane Kenyon learned how to surrender. She learned how to surrender as she faced both depression and leukemia. She expresses the feeling in a poem that we sense in these dark late afternoons how they invite us to accept things in life that we cannot change. This poignant poem begins, Let the light of late afternoon shine through the chinks in the barn, moving up the bales as the sun moves down. Let the cricket take up chafing 
as a woman takes up her needles and her yarn. Let evening come. The poet Kenyon then goes on to name foxes and, and dew, stars and wind, and she repeats the refrain, let evening come. As the poem ends, I think of the widow's trust in God. Let it come as it will, and don't be afraid. God does not leave us comfortless, so let evening come. As autumn morphs into winter, as themes and colors of Advent begin to creep into the final three Sundays of the church year, perhaps our focus should not be so much on what we live on, but what will live on. Are we investing in things that matter? What kind of legacy will we leave for future generations? What will live on after we die? I imagine the widow returning her few pennies to God because she loves God, because she trusts in God, because she knows that the coins don't belong to her. They really don't belong to her in the first place. And as we breathe in grace in this space, as we take in grace, as we live on grace, it takes hold of us. And little by little, we surrender the tight grip that we have on our lives. As we hear the word of God and the words of life, as we feast at the table of mercy, Christ continues to come among us. And then, yes, evening comes. And what lives on? What lives on is gratitude.